And we're rolling. And we're back at it again. Prefer not to say podcast. I'm Boutique Paul. And I am Daddy Master Senpai. And we have another fun episode for you this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, last episode, I learned how to play Magic the Gathering, which was an interesting experience. For this week, I decided I was going to teach Greg how to produce music. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to, you know making fire beats oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> fat dope track <laughs> dropping everybody's ears mm-hmm. yeah I just, I just thought it's like you know brought me into his world a little bit i figured i'd bring him into mine which ended up uh i think it was good timing because I mean, getting a little head here. I had him work on what I use. I primarily use Ableton Live. And Ableton currently has a 90-day demo of Ableton Suite, which is the um, next step up from live, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. It's like 90 days, and it's it's not crippleware either. It's fully featured. Yep. Fully featured. No, no, uh, None of that, uh, none of those like watermark types things you'd get in like video editing software. No restrictions like that. It's not like it opens your track and it says Ableton Live and then continues. Yeah, your track. just like, like an Ableton watermark. <laughs> you know, I don't think any of uh, I don't think any of the softwares actually do that. Well, I mean, yeah, because you just you just put an extra bit of dead space in the front and then just put it in other software and just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I figured uh, I sh- showed him a couple things, but for the most part, I let him kind of work on his own. I'd check in every once in a while to see his progress. Now, uh, what were your thoughts before going into it when I first pitched this idea? My thoughts going into it was like, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to completely understand every instrument I try to use, and I realized that is that is not the case. Like I, I didn't have to know how to play a harp to know how to implement it in a track. I didn't know how to, how to, I didn't have to know how to play a guitar or how to play drums to be able to like understand what sounds good and what doesn't sound good. I mean, you have to under the very basic, you need to understand basic rhythm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just comes naturally to most people though, you know, or, or it doesn't, or it doesn't, <laughs> I, I, I may be atypical, but <laughs> or it doesn't come naturally and you're just terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I didn't think that I had to think that hard on like keeping everything rhythmic. It just kind of happened. Just sort of happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, what what was it like seeing Ableton for the first time? For the first time, it looked like it looked like that. It looked like I downloaded a program in a different language, you know, because I didn't really like get what was going on with it. I had to like spend some time just kind of looking at it like, OK, this is here that's there but it's you know it's like any software you have to introduce yourself to it's it's like unless you have somebody that's going to teach you everything to it or unless you're going to sit there and watch endless youtube videos you know you're just going to fuck around with it for a while you know i download anything new I'm, I'm playing with it for a few days before i actually like attempt something with it it's like when i get a new game i'm like all right i'm gonna play it start it fuck around with it all right delete that save start over now that i know how to play the game you know? <laughs> it's like that <laughs> uh, what about when i uh when i first pulled it up before you downloaded it when i was showing it to you uh like with your tracks loaded in yeah it, it just looked like sound waves to me it just looked like a, a bar of like <laughs> just like you know. just a bunch of a bunch of images that mm-hmm. seem to make noise. And it's like, hmm, this is just a black bar that opens up and then gets closer or closed and then opens up and then it's closed. I was like, mm, whatever. 
I don't need to know anything about Saud Tech. I'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a. It's definitely fun. I actually ended up having to figure it out. I, I I was using nine. I upgraded to ten because you're using ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're using ten sweet. I only have ten live because I didn't want to shell out that much money for sweet yet. I mean, yeah, and it's like five hundred dollars or something. Uh, n- normally it's. 700 and something dollars mm. that that's if you buy that's if you buy a new license outright i I've, mm. I've owned it since eight so i have discounted upgrade pricing yep i think right now it's like 350 bucks or something like that it's not bad i think it actually might be less now that i have 10 that was to upgrade from nine to ten sweet oh, yeah. it might it might be a little bit cheaper yeah. now that i have Just to 10 go from to live to ten or sweet yeah it's probably only like 100 or so bucks Oh no, it's it's definitely more than that. Oh god, come it, on! It, 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 it was 160 upgrading from nine to ten. <laughs> but you're like already there. <laughs> yeah, but you get it, it's what it comes with. You're getting mm. a whole list of things that I don't have. Like you, you have you have access to things features that I don't have yet. Features that I'm 100 not using because I don't even know they're there. <laughs> well, there's certain instruments that you have that I don't have. Oh, okay. Like if you've been using operator, I don't have that yet. Oh, okay. I have. I've seen it, and I've toyed with it but i haven't used it like in yeah. anything that i've made yeah so i mean i'll i'll, I'll upgrade it mm. i mean actually i can just look it up right now from from what i've seen it it's totally worth it Everybody's oh yeah i mean <laughs> when, when you can yeah it's it's definitely a tool that everybody really uses if you're really into it because mm-hmm. yeah the, i mean it's just it's just that thing where it's like you know when you up it, it's almost like stages like you know they have intro which is really cheap but you get like basic features and mm-hmm. like a small set of instruments you upgrade to the standard then you're like oh here's a little bit more you upgrade to sweet and you get this whole world of stuff but the thing with sweet is you get max for live mm-hmm. and that is a uh, max for live is a max ms uh max msp i think it's called it's a visual programming language mm-hmm. for musicians and you can like do things that ableton doesn't innately do like you can actually like it's almost like you can program new things and features into Ableton. Oh, okay. Like there's people who make like instruments out of it. Cause oh. it's, it's just like, it's like, you know, it, it's just a programming. It's like a, it's a literal visual programming language that you can just like, you can basically make it do whatever you want. If, if you know how to work it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've actually, there's actually a couple of, there's actually a couple of applications where you can actually build like virtual instruments. That's cool. Uh, like there's that. uh, I think there's one called synth edit which is a program that's been around for years. But yeah, it's just visual programming. Language. It gives you all these different modules and you can just put it together and make your own instruments. You can do like, you know, make graphics for it and stuff like that. And there's like another one, which is, uh, I forgot what it's called, but there's another one that's similar. Either that, or you just like know how to, either that you just have to know how to just do raw code and make <laughs> your own. But for the most part, yeah, it's uh, yeah, having Max for Live. There's a lot of people who do like very interesting things. Like, you know, it, it definitely helps people who are like non non musicians in like the classical sense, where it's like, you know, I saw a video years ago. This dude, he like he programmed it to where it's like, you know, he didn't have to like, you know, he would hit certain notes or keys. It's like he didn't have to be perfect, but it would like play things perfectly in key and do almost mm-hmm. just stuff like, you know, like an actual virtuoso could play with his hands, but it's like, you know, just triggering different things. I don't know. It's like it, it's. It's it's an application that kind of exists. It's like if you want to be really nerdy about music tech, mm-hmm. you can like there's a whole world of it. I think they have a um, I think they have a book on it. Just how to use that, like all the different ways you can. It's interesting. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, like, you know, the way technology progressed because it's like, you know, this software 
which I mean, outwardly to most people like that's expensive. It's like, yeah, you're replacing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of hardware. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. As someone who's owned numerous pieces of hardware, I can tell you it's not cheap to have (laughs) a lot of stuff. You know, I've gone more digital nowadays, but. Yeah, so. uh, Yeah, I mean, the the one thing I I will say, there's only one thing that I didn't like about Ableton, or at least the, the trial, is that like when you first install it and set it up, it doesn't have every every uh, every instrument that's available to you all like installed with the program. You know, you have to go through it and find it and download it and install it as well. well so like without knowing that I saw what was available to me, just f- clean install. And I was like, this is nowhere near worth $500 in my opinion. But then I downloaded everything. I was like, okay, yeah, that's well, that's, that's also that's worth. also because it's like you're, you're just looking at from instruments. Yeah. Overall features mm-hmm. and other stuff that goes along with it. It's it's honestly that's it's a steal to get it at this price. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's like there's people who use it for more than it's not just the instruments. Well, it's also it's. A lot of that stuff doesn't come because it's like there's a lot of stuff that is people make for like the packs that you download, mm-hmm. like like the pack section where you can get all these sound packs. Those are made by other people. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're not going to include those. If they included everything, it would be a ridiculous download size. Well, everything that was uh, that was was on the download list in the interface. Not like I didn't have to go to their website and download these packs. I'm saying like the list of stuff that was just chilling. Oh, no, I know that. They probably do that for file size reasons. Mm -hmm. Like when I got it, I I, and it could be because you don't have a license for it. Mm. Because when I when I first had it, it, it had a whole it, it actually asked me, it's like, here, you want to download? It gave me an entire library to download and install. Oh. So it could just be that because you didn't buy it. I mean, That's they're not lame. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to sell me this thing. Just have just let it download the stuff, you know, just because I'm a, just because I'm trialing. It doesn't mean I want to use three instruments. You know, I only want three sounds coming out of everything I make. Like, just give me all the shit if you want me to buy it. Damn. That's just me. I don't know. It's like it's like you're it's like you're not showing me what you have to offer. Well, you're also you're also not a musician, so yeah. it, it's like you you're kind of operating on like, you know, I'm operating on a, on a dollar scale. Like I, I'm only seeing it as like the the amount of bang for my buck. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, well, it's also that somebody who's never done it before. I, mm-hmm. Most people who go to live have been doing it for years, or they've started on something other than Ableton Live. That's not something I recommend to beginners. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people will go from FL Studio to Ableton. Not me, though. <laughs> I jump right in. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, it could be, but yeah, it could be just like a, in case you don't want to download everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a reason for it. That's just me being nitpicky. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I prefer the full package download right off the get. I'd rather just like start it, go to sleep, wake up, and have everything there. Yeah, there's probably. I mean, there could be a reason for it because like when I downloaded, it, I didn't get the full library. It had to download separately, mm. so it could just be like it's like they don't include that in the base program because it's. I mean, because a lot of stuff is. Um, I know. I know with a lot of things, it's like there's extras with a lot of software that you have to add on later. Mm-hmm. Like I know reason in FL Studio do it is like they have like instrument packs and plugins that you have to buy separately where it's like you have the base program which has stuff but it's like if you want the extra stuff it's you just gotta it, it, it's like dlc in a video game yeah but this stuff's not extra though the stuff was included with the with the with the oh yeah sweet it just sounds like you're just stubborn and need absolute convenience uh, no <laughs> no it's just it doesn't make sense for me that's all 
You know, like if I if I trigger a download that has like all this extra shit going on with it, it just starts it all at the same time. That's all I'm saying. That's literally it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what the. So it's actually well, it's actually cheaper right now because mm-hmm. they're doing thirty percent off, which is like oh, it seems like everybody's doing sales right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. If you were to buy Sweet outright right now, it's five twenty four, just outright. But if I log in, I can see what the actual price is. Cause yeah, because that's that's the thing. That's why a lot of people will do sales on certain softwares is because it's like they want to get you like, oh well, discount at this, you mm-hmm. get in, and then eventually you're gonna want to upgrade. Yeah. That's why, like, you know, FO Studio with FO Studio, it's you buy you pat you buy the base program once, you can upgrade to every single version after that for free. Mm-hmm. But eventually it's like, you know, if you want to add instruments. Yep. Or if you want to upgrade certain plugins, because they have all sorts of extra stuff. If you really want to have a variety of different things, which I don't know, I was always impressed with that. It's like, man, you get the base program if you just want to keep that, just have that for free for the rest of your life. People who've had it for twenty years now, mm-hmm. because it's been around since like nineteen ninety eight. I think Ableton Live was like early two thousands. So, uh, what was it like making your first beat? Um. Let's see. I would say it took a little bit of time because uh, I had to learn how to use the interface, you know, just like I would approach any other software. Like I made I, I made some stuff and then I you know, saved it, started a new project, made some stuff, saved it, started a new project. Now, then once I understood the, the interface better, I deleted all that. And then the the first the first track I made was start to stop all in one day. And. And I was like, hmm, this don't sound half bad, you know, and I sent it around to my friends and they're like, yo, for this being your first shit, this is really good. And I was like, yes, that's that's what I was aiming for. <coughs> but I don't know. It was after after I got more like accustomed to the interface, it was fairly intuitive. You know, I didn't have to like. I didn't have to, uh, let's say I didn't, I didn't rack my brain over it. You know, it, it didn't like exhaust me or anything like that. It was but it was it was more interesting than I expected it to be being that I accidentally spent a whole fucking day on Ableton. Like I had plans for other shit to do. And I was just like, no, nah, this is cool. I don't want to stop yet. Blah, blah, blah. I just, <laughs> I, like I started somewhere. It's, around, it's like, easy to do. It's easy to just like blink in three yeah, days. Past. I, 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 I started somewhere around like, like 11 AM noon. And then like, I stopped to like eat and, you know, go use the restroom, take a shower and stuff. But then like after like, making up some things that I kind of just like look at the clock and I was like, Oh shit, it's 2 AM. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very easy there. You know, I remember, you know, it's very easy for me to literally spend like eight hours mm-hmm. just by accident, just playing around with stuff. It's fun. It's almost like, I mean, I have to, I have to monitor it though. Cause it's like, for some reason it's like, I never get burned out or sick of things like this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I literally could spend all my time doing this and never, it never gets old. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I'd have to like, I'm glad I have windows in this room because if not, I would just sit in here for hours. Honestly, no perception of the day. <laughs> like a, like a like casino. <laughs> well, it's, it's also, uh, it's also interesting nowadays. Cause it's like, you know, with how easy it is to start this now, mm-hmm. it's, you know, uh, it, it's interesting seeing the convenience that new people have, because when I started doing it, it was a time where it wasn't that easy. I mean, there were things that were like, you know, technology was was progressing, but it wasn't at the point where it's like, you know, right off the bat, your first stuff could sound kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's, you know, when I started, it was 2000. I think when I actually started recording was probably around 2005. 
mm-hmm. maybe 2004 or something like that. And I made plenty of garbage. But there's only so many resources. YouTube was, you know, YouTube was just beginning. I don't I don't think YouTube really wait, YouTube wasn't even until 2006 though. Actually, if I remember, it was like, you know, that was just when people were starting to upload videos and then people got the idea, oh, we'll do tutorials. There wasn't a mass mm-hmm. catalog of YouTube University going on. And, you know, I was using I, mean, I started with hardware. Mm-hmm. First thing I recorded on was a four track cassette recorder. Neat. Which I feel I feel like that dates me, but, you know, it's kind of crazy that those are still being sold brand new at the time. <laughs> so, yeah, four track cassette eventually moved to a computer recording and then. From there, it's like I've I've owned all sorts of gear, and then just seeing that seeing it how it goes now, it's like man, you could literally just you know you don't even have to buy you don't even have to buy Ableton, buy FO Studio for a hundred bucks, start making beats. Mm-hmm. You know, you could become an overnight sensation. It is it is is new user friendly. I'll say that much. Yeah, it's user friendly, and there, there's like a there's a pro and con to that. Mm-hmm. The pro is. It's easier than ever for people to get started if they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing is everyone and their mom's trying to do it and yep. not all of you sound good. Yep. Everybody's going to drop that hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it on SoundCloud. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. I mean, someone who's like with no musical background like you can easily come on and make a beat. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. I mean, uh, the real thing is like, you know, how much time you're willing to dedicate to it. And if you just like apply a little bit of common sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me to upgrade to suite right now would be 258. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not $500. So, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got I got Ableton for free when I first got it. Yeah. <laughs> when I worked at Guitar Center, it, all I had to do is watch a commercial for it and take a quiz on the commercial. And they're like, here's a not for resale license of it. I was like, cool. <laughs> nice <laughs> but it's just and it's just I, I think the thing is like <clears throat> the big thing that i always try to push people is like if the price tag like that discourages you don't bother because mm-hmm. if you want to be serious about it that's going to be no problem because return on investment is so easy yeah i mean i only fucked around with it for a total of like still less than a week and i'm already considering buying the the full package like the whole let's get sweet <laughs> you're just like i want to get this 10, let's go i mean i mean i mean, <laughs> I mean you, could, you could very easily just turn around and drop that on a graphics card which i've done shit like that before so i'm like might as well this isn't that expensive but, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the other stuff, you, other hardware you'd have to get. Like, yep. I mean, you'll definitely want to get like a, a MIDI controller and, you know, interface and monitors. I mean, there's there's even cheap options for that. It's not, mm. you know, if you if you just set us you can set us at a couple thousand dollars, have an entire studio set up. Yeah, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars over the years. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Well, I mean, haven't you like bought and sold stuff, though? I, yes, I bought and sold stuff, which is one of the reasons I, I like to buy hardware was mm. because. I can resell it. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy to re. I mean, you could sell somebody the license for your program, but it's like that requires so much more work. And then you got to sell them the whole ass account. And- yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's not worth it, like changing everything over. It's like, you might mm-hmm. as well just like not, it's easier for them just to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've bought, sold, traded all sorts of things over the years. I mean, I'm going, I'm going mostly software now because you know, once again, it's cheaper than ever and everybody's got sales all the time. So I'm like, I'll get this here, this sale. It's like, that's how they hook you because eventually it's like, 
mostly you have to upgrade. So yep. it's like that's where that's where the, most of the profits come from. And there's always I'm, new there's always new. I'm seeing that's that's made. already going to be the thing. You know, if I if I buy Ableton Suite, you know, five hundred dollars, not a big deal. Then I'm going to be like, man, I could really get more value out of this if I had all these extra peripherals and all this stuff going on. Then that's that's, that's how the industry makes money. money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and like, it's you like, got me. <laughs> and it's like you don't have to. And you don't have to spend a lot up front, which is a mm-hmm. good thing. You could just kind of start at one place, go to another, and then just keep progressing from there. I mean, the, the, the expectation isn't for you to buy the most tricked out mm-hmm. setup because that's not really what you should do. You know, you can learn a lot with basic stuff. You learn the basics first, then you can upgrade. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much stuff to offer. And then it's like, once you get into it, it's like you, once you actually learn, it's like, you'll realize it's like, it, there's a benefit to having like other things as well. Like I use, you know, I don't always use all the effects plugins that come with Ableton. I have ones from a company called Isotope, mm-hmm. which I'm, I use their stuff mostly to mix this down because I'm, I'm not actually recording it live in the, this and live anymore. I'm recording it in Reaper, which is a mm-hmm. whole other, whole other program. Which I mean, I have four different programs actually. Yeah, because I, I mean, actually, I mean, I use Ableton the most, and I haven't really di- dove into the other ones. I mean, I use Reaper mostly for recording this, mm. and then like mixing and mastering stuff and making Ableton. But I also have FL Studio and Reason, which you know, I'm I'm trying to go back and use those because those have different sounds and things to offer. And it's all, yeah. There's <laughs> that's the best part about music is like there's so many things you can get, and there's just so many possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say one of the uh, one of the most interesting things that I found tooling around with Ableton was uh, throat music. Like, there's there's uh, programmable throat music in there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like throat singing. I was like, wait a minute, what? No way. Do <laughs> yeah, you be surprised on mm. you be surprised on the things it's, that <laughs> the variety is intense, you know? And that's that's what I liked about it the most is that like you can from from what I have available to me, I can find just about any sound that I need to make. Or a way to get to the sound that I need to make, you know. I mean, and so you're and you're that. and you're just using stock sounds. Just wait mm-hmm. till you get into like actually like getting to know the setup with the individual instruments and the different settings they have, or just making your own sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a whole digital music is just a whole world unto itself that is definitely a vast area to. It's a big rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You could literally like make something out of nothing literally you could take like a small you could take a small like a small blip of a sound actually this is a good example because if you uh let's say you take like a piece of noise like little like white noise mm-hmm. throw that in simpler like maybe take a maybe take a small fraction of the waveform loop it and play it on the keyboard that becomes its own synthesizer mm-hmm. put effects on it it com- becomes a whole new sound I mean, I did have an idea, you know, for uh, I don't want to say it now and spoil it, but I did have an idea for <laughs> for a track that I wanted to make. But it was ba- it was basically that taking a specific sound and then using it for uh, for not what it not what it uh, would sound like, you know, just layering it with uh, audio effects to make it sound like different things. Basically. Oh yeah, you can. There's so much you can do. Sound sound design is a fun area of work there's just infinite possibilities just different effects combinations different ways you can play with sounds um what what was it what was it like making your own stuff having listened to my stuff like any of the times i've showed you stuff like like what do you mean 
Like, like, what was it like, like listening to things I would make? And then like, now you're making things. I understand the process now. I mean, I, I understand. I understand the difference in our approaches. I'll say that because like you showed me how you start when you when we when you took like quicker five minutes to demo the the platform, you showed me where you start, like what instrument you start with. And I and I like start with something entirely different, you know, to to create the, the foundation of the music. So I'm understanding that there is a process, but it's different for everybody. Well, yeah. And I don't use the same process every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I also I also don't make a specific genre all the time. I mean, there's there's people who make one specific thing and they have mm. that specific work for me. I just literally make whatever. I mean, there's no there's no sense in me restricting myself to a single genre. No, I want to see you make dubstep. No, oh, dub, dubstep, dubstep, you're, not, you're restricting yourself. Dub, Come on, man. Dubstep's played out. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to I'm not going to do things like that. <laughs> no, you're not making it for the world. You're making it for me. <laughs> I think my only thing, my only thing with a lot of EDM is it's. I don't go that deep into sound design all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a design heavy genre. Mm-hmm. Like once you get into a workflow, it's easy, but yeah, once you start out, it's definitely, it's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's a lot of editing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of editing. It I don't know. Maybe I might, I don't know. It's more so like, I don't, <laughs> I'm also really bad at like replicating different sounds. Mm-hmm. Like I can't copy people for the life of me, and it ends up I I end up unintentionally making a parody of what somebody sounds like than actually copying them. <laughs> I've done that before. Like I remember one time I tried to make like a trap beat, and I was like, "This sounds like a South Park version of a trap beat." Like <laughs> this is not. I know I'm doing something wrong here. I just can't figure out because it's it's hard for me not to put like my own touch to things. Maybe you should lean into it, become like or have like a little little side act where you're like a parody musician, you know, kind of like Weird Al, but like with sound design. What's well, the other thing? I'm not into gimmicky stuff either. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think it's just like I've never really dedicated to myself to one sound because it's like I don't know, it's just hard for me to do because I listen I listen to all sorts of different types of music. I don't have a main type of music I listen to. Mm-hmm. It always changes all the time. So it's like, oh, it's very I can make this one day and make this another day. It's very flavor of the month. Well, it's also I I had to learn I learned a lot of different things based on necessity and the fact that I didn't want us need a want to have to need assistance. Like that's why I started like, you know, I buy instru- real instruments because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, well, I don't want to have to hire a guitarist. I'll just learn guitar myself or bass or, you know, eventually I want to get a drum kit so I can play live drums. But it's, it's like this. It's like, you know, I started making beats because I was like, I don't have anybody to make beats for me. I'll make beats myself. And then I just got into that and I was like, oh, OK, this is really fun. You know, because me, it's like I'd rather as much as I love working with people, I like to be able to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. In the case, I don't have the access to the people. Yeah. That's why that's why it's like it's like I'm not I'm not quick to play the delegation game. I'd rather know everything and then be able to convey what I want another person to do because, you know, we'll have that connection. But for the most part, it's like I have to be able to do it all myself. There's actually a good example of that. I remember I was reading an article years ago with Snoop Dogg because mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg actually makes beats. Most people don't know that. But he said that it forces producers to give them their best stuff because he doesn't even need them. Yeah. I think I think that's uh, it's like oh this person's a good way to carry around. It's like oh he doesn't even need me. I guess I better give him my masterpieces. <laughs> yeah, because if you if you deliver some trash, he's just gonna be like, nah, I'll just make it myself. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it also um 
having multiple skills definitely works if you want to pursue it as a career because then you'll be hired for a multitude of different things for mm-hmm. people who don't want to have that. It's like padding your resume. Things. Yeah. You know, it's, oh shit, I just hit the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It just, it just adds to the, uh, it just adds to what you bring to the table. Yeah. It definitely does. That versatility. It's useful. It's sought out. You know, you hear about somebody who's like, a singer it's like whatever they're just saying you hear about somebody who's a singer songwriter producer instrumentalist they do all this stuff and it's like wow this person's actually putting in you know effort well there's also really interesting going around because there's a lot of um we're seeing a big surge of uh of women producers mm-hmm. and the biggest the biggest like, gripe they have is everybody people automatically assume their stuff was co-made with a man because that's how society still works. Mm. And they're like, yeah, all the time. People think that I'm not doing all the work when that's not true. <laughs> See, that's that's so girls know, that's, make beats, too. That's why I don't <laughs> like digging into who made what and where stuff came from. If I see if I see a woman out here and, you know, mixing up some shit in a video track and be like, oh, cool. She made this. Like, I'm not even going to think deep enough to be like she had someone to help her make this. I'm going to assume I th- I it was it, all that person. It's mostly because of the tradition, of the industry of where it was the case. Mm-hmm. But being that technology's progressed so far, it's like, you know, we have this surgence of where it's it, it's just it's just people are sexist. That's really all it is. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not even a matter of like knowing or not. It's just you automatically assume a man helped you with this. That's terrible. <laughs> it sucks, but that's the world we still live in. <laughs> and it's God it's just damn. the tradition of the industry where it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, a lot of artists have a team behind them doing things for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like that big it's like that whole thing where the everybody's uh you know, talk about how Drake uses writers. Yeah. Not not writing the entirety of all of his songs. I mean, he's the way the way I see stuff like that. It's like I, 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 in in that specific scenario, I'm like, well, I'm not expecting that person to be a writer. I'm expecting that person to be a performer. You know, I don't rappers should be writing their own shit. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> You're trash if you don't. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I don't I don't go I don't go to town on like somebody in Broadway because they didn't write the script. They're out there, you know, performing the role. I'm like, that's the way I see it, at least. That's a OK. But that's a th- okay, that's a good example of something that was built on collaboration. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why you need to help why you need help writing songs where you basically just cry all the time. <laughs> you, need to, you really need help with that. I guess maybe he he needs help on it because he ain't ever experienced it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, who knows? So I ain't never been sad. Mo- I've been mo- most, pe- most people first met Drake under grassy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who who really knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that time. It's about that time for a water break. Well, now, this right is going to be a special water break because actually both water breaks. I'm not playing my own usual break music. We're actually putting Greg's beats in here. Mm-hmm. So enjoy this first one. I don't know about the quality yet because it's not finished <laughs> as of recording. As of recording, he still has a week to work on it. So, yeah. Guess uh enjoy.
and we're back back again hope you enjoyed that fire beat Mm -hmm. produced by daddy master senpai and because i don't know what was in that slot yet like i said it's not finished (laughs) so it could be a fire beat could be a cool chill lo-fi indie relax and study to beat who knows (laughs) it could be hot garbage for all we know (laughs) yeah so actually i like to touch on a little bit more is like what what's it like i'm not gonna ask you know i I don't want to say are you I don't want to ask if you're listening to music differently, but it's like, how is listening to music now that you kind of are learning the process a bit? It depends on whether or not I'm just listening to it casually or I'm trying to get something out of it. Like I, I've basically I've I've discovered that I have uh, an entire like plane of thought that I've just not used when it came to listening to music. Oh, wow. Which it's it's kind of like it's like it's I it's 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 exactly like being able to hit a light switch, you know, like I turn it on and off just like that. So when I'm normally listening to music, I just flip that switch off and I'm just chilling, relaxed and just soaking stuff in. But then like I can flip the switch and I'm like, I can't enjoy the music, but I'm in my mind separating out each individual sound and following along to the rhythm of that particular like sound. Like I can follow the specific bass line or the or the specific like guitar lines or the just the specific like synth shit that's going on and tune out everything else. And I'm I've be I've discovered that I can isolate a track while I'm listening to it. You know, it's really interesting you say that because I <laughs> it's it I find it interesting. It's like, you know, there's there's no middle road between analysis and enjoyment for you. Nope. It's, it's so fascinating <laughs> if, if i turn something into like something that i have to like put conscious effort into and like work on it, it completely sucks all the fun out of it for me that's why like people are like well why don't you like work on something that you love i'm like i'm not trying to turn something i love into something that i work on because i will find no joy in it and it will like that's why i don't want to work in the gaming industry you know it's like that is specifically do for you, fun what, do you do you have a, is there any sort of like negative connotation you put to work then in that sense because it sounds like you just don't enjoy work and if something you love becomes work you just don't like working no it's not it's not that it's the way i approach it 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 becomes less freeform it becomes entirely too structured you know i'm fine with like working i I prefer structure in my work but like i can't derive joy from structure because there's no variety in it for me at least mentally you know if that makes Hmm. any sense it's like it's like i when i turn something into into work i apply like a formula to it and formulas aren't different they don't change it's the same thing it's routine it's over and over and over which is fine for when i want to work because i like to turn my work into like autopilot stuff you know but when it comes to like enjoyment i have to have something different something has to expand my view on something or change the way i think about something if that makes sense that's really interesting because yeah. doing this isn't as rigid as you're describing what you don't enjoy as far as well, like- that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying the process of creating it is rigid. I'm, I'm not, I'm saying like when I want to, like I said, this is a choice when I want to look at a sound or look at a song and pull a particular sound out of it and like, or like compare it to something else. I can, I can hit that switch and then I will analyze and isolate that one sound and be able to compare it to something else. But that that's not enjoyment for me. That's that's hmm. learning. It's different, you know, like, I don't know. It's very hard to, like, put that thought out there. I, for I, people. I, to I get. think I don't understand because I have an artist brain and we mm-hmm. just we don't operate like that. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm coming from an artistic background. You're you're just being thrown into this. It's like mm-hmm. you're it's it's in a, almost in a 
it's almost in an environment it's like where it's like you don't you already don't really thrive at a certain capacity mm-hmm. and it's like you know you have to compartmentalize it in a certain way in order for you to exist in the space. I don't know. I think, I think I've, I'm finding it. I think it, it's beneficial. It's beneficial for me to, to <coughs> analyze uh, for it's beneficial for me to be able to analyze two different sounds and compare them to each other. That's where I see the benefit to it. See, well, in the reason I say like artist brain is because the know-how is what helps us appreciate things more than we already did. Mm-hmm. It's it's like filmmaking. When I understand how something was made, it's like I appreciate it more. Whereas it obviously everyone's not going to get that, but it's but it's also coming from the fact it's like I want to make things like that one day. Uh, that well, I mean that's that's like that's what you're saying. I don't have the middle ground. It's it's I either full work or full joy, and I I don't blend the two. That's very interesting. I don't. I don't like to mix stuff up like that. I don't. For me, it's just. I don't know. I like to keep things separate and keep things, you know, like organized up here. I mean, like I have to because I. I'm pretty sure I have ADD, so it's like an effort on my part to make things make sense. So, so you, so you <laughs> might have an underlying thing that just prevents your brain from doing that. I might. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you might maybe get tested one day. Mm-hmm. Because like that, that could be a factor too. Because some people literally just like aren't capable of mm. combining the two. <clears throat> yeah. Um, how I'm assuming? Are you just like penciling in MIDI? I'm using my 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 uh, keyboard. Okay. So are you, are you playing? Yeah. With the keyboard. Okay. I didn't know if you're just like you know pe- like writing MIDI notes or if you're actually using the the keyboard feature it's, the it's typing both. feature it's both realistically like because because like i'll i'll record it with the keyboard but then like to shuffle it around and get it to line up with the other tracks i, I have to like correct it a little bit here and there with the with the midi thing are you familiar with the it. quantize feature because there's literally like a nope there's a shortcut where you can actually just like align it i tried that once and i was like that's cool but i'd rather do it this way <coughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, it's, it's something about doing that, that, that task that can be automated and take a click, but like doing it over a period of time for me, it's, it's, I don't know. It it helps me get into it. You know, it helps me sink more time into it and really like get involved. I'll say at the microscopic level. Hmm. You know, I, 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 I tooled around with some of the stuff that was in there and I found like, there are these pretty decent loops of stuff. And I'm like, that's cool, but I'd rather make the loop myself. I mean, most people don't use this anyway. Uh, that's that, that's just, that's literally just like, I'd like to, <clears throat> I'd like to create the thing molecule by molecule, as opposed to just kind of like having it flow. Uh, it's, it's almost like I approach it with a scientific method as opposed to an artistic method. Well, I mean, artists use that approach primarily. I mean, I, you know, you'd probably like BT. I don't know who BT is. BT is an electronic music producer mm-hmm. and he quantizes everything down to like literal like micro steps. Mm-hmm. Like everything has to be perfectly in time. Oh. Like he quantizes things to like the like 2048th note. Is it is it just like is it just like the letters BT or is it like B E E T E? No, BT. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, it's funny, he, he started as a kid playing classical music, like playing classical piano, like two. And then he just like made like just dance music when he got older. 
I mean, not not to say I I don't know for sure you'll okay. enjoy it. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Not to say for sure you'll enjoy it, but like his process is very much like very finely very like, mathematical. He actually methodical. produced the song uh Pop by NSYNC. Mm-hmm. That song has over two thousand edits in it. Yep. That that sounds like that sounds like I like it. <laughs> there was one time where he uh quantized uh I think for an album he said he quantized like he recorded like a field recording of a snorkeler and he quantized that sound and threw it into music. Wow. He yeah, he very like literally like there's a video of him making a beat and he was like, Well, I take this portion of it out so it's perfectly in time and he's literally like quantizing everything to the absolute timing. Mm-hmm on a grid see like that's that's how my brain functions as well like when i when i when i come to making things i'm like yeah i'll record it with the keyboard but i have to like fine-tune it make it perfect and perfectly in time or like it just won't sound right to me if it's even slightly off i'm just like no i don't like it it's it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of why i was never big on going to like live performances you know i'd rather hear like the studio mastered version of their song that makes sense yeah Right, where it's finally edited and there's like the life was sucked out of it. Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- <laughs> I mean, certainly I like certain things like that. And then just something is like, but then once again, it's like me being a musician. It's like imperfections are what a lot of us enjoy mm-hmm. or like the humanized feel of things. That's why I listen to like um, some of the things like a uh, hip hop producer, Jay Dilla was like really big on was his drums. I don't even think he put like a, I don't even, his drums were never quantized. Mm-hmm. So it was like literally like however he hit it, exactly how he tapped it was exactly how it went. So everything was a little off. So it had this like certain feel that a lot of people enjoy because they were kind of sick of like the very rigid kind of style. But I mean, most, I mean, a lot of, a lot of genres, it's like, you know, you can't really do that. Like if you were to make trap, you can't really have offbeat. Mm-hmm. Nothing can really be offbeat, especially with how, especially how it's made with all the different drum sounds. Like, I mean, this is, this was like, <laughs> this is the first genre that used like you'd multi-pitched hi-hats that was never really a thing before mm-hmm. so you hear multiple different hi-hats at different pitches and everything kind of has to be in time because that's just how that's just how that vibe works or like just electronic music i mean that's very finely edited i mean because like like we were saying before like dubstep is a lot of or other types of EDM are just literally like a bunch of sound clips put together with effects on it just aligned to grid yeah, I don't know. I I just like the the very mechanical feel of stuff like that. But that's why I like music like elect- electronica and uh, a lot of the uh, some of the metal bands I listen to, like the Browning, they use like electronic music in it as well. A band like, that I cannot stand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and it's not and not because of side. It's like it's when bands use they do it in the most generic fashion. That's the only thing that bothers me. I it's like, like it it's because absolutely it's absolutely watered down. It's like it's the intro, you know, you you get into that and then you go beyond it. Like they're the, they're the front door. That's how I see it. I like I like it because it's like the front door for blending those two genres, you know, and then you're like, oh, what about all this other stuff that's behind it? And then you explore more into it and you see more. M- there's more to the music than what the Browning has to offer. Do you like jazz? Some, but I don't know. It's It varies. It's from like artist to artist. Okay, no, I'm I'm seeing I was seeing it's like I think you'd like the technical aspect aspect of jazz from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's a very very involved genre. You have to like master mastery of everything. I gotta have my I gotta have my front door band. That's what I gotta have. Front door band. Because like the thing the thing with uh jazz is they say if you want to get good at jazz, you take your favorite piece, 
transcribe it mm-hmm. by ear and then learn how to play it in every single key. Okay. That that's one of the techniques that they say if you want to get jazz, do something like that. It's also like um especially like a lot of jazz bands, especially like improv, it's like you have to be able to predict what everybody's doing. Like you could you could take a standard piece, everybody's literally writing new parts, rearranging, and you guys all just it makes sense. Okay. Also, the music theory is kind of fun too. Because there's a lot of things you don't like. There's a lot of classical musicians who don't like they'll get into jazz and be like, I didn't know you were allowed to do these things like a, <laughs> like a seventh chords non-existent in classical music. There are certain harmonic structures just don't. It, it just like, you know, that when you get into the more of the classic genres, it's like there are rules, mm-hmm. strict rules. You go outside of it, it is not that thing anymore. That's why the different forms of classical music have like they apply like different rules. Like literally, like there's there's like a set of instructions. Like if you want to make a Baroque piece, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to do this type of piece, this is what you have to do. And yeah. it was also time before recorded music. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like uh the this I've I've never had I've never been a fan of like the strict like genre labeling, you know. Like if if I was ever to create music and somebody tried to label it, I'd probably get upset. I'd be like, no, dude, it's just music. It's just a sound. Enjoy it. Like you don't have to be like it's post indie this that and the other fucking thing. And I'm like, no, it's just it's just music, man. I mean, there's bass genres that make sense. Sure. I mean, when like, you get <laughs> but, when you get into, when, it, when, it, when it's hyphenated six times, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. I hate that shit. I hate it so much. But like, yeah, if you're like this is rock and that's pop, that's fine. But somebody's like this is uh post-industrialized whatever the fuck and then six other labels and it's like no that's you're dividing the post thing, well the post thing you have to like post that's more of a tag because it's coming after a basis mm-hmm. like if you say like like post disco this was taking it, it was it was a genre that was taking elements from the disco era but it doesn't fall into that category so when you do that it's, it's just a reference of an era pretty much it's yeah. not like but like the way I see it is like you could just make it and somebody could be like, oh, that sounds kind of like disco. Well, yeah, it, it's why it's like when genres happen, it's usually applied to different eras. Mm. I mean, there are there are some there are some things that do kind of have like its own style. But it's like new metal. New metal wasn't one thing. New metal was more of an era of music because it mm. encompassed a lot of different things. It's like there was a common thing shared between them. That's what it's like when you call it that. It's like, oh, and it, it represented a specific time. Like a lot of the new metal bands aren't really playing new metal anymore. I guess, but it's all just metal to me. I don't know. Maybe that's, it's just the way that I see it, I guess. I don't know. I feel like it's pointless. You know, if you want to define it like that, that's fine. But like for me, no, I, I don't define it at that level. I mean, but you also, it's like you have no metal. sort of dedication to anything as far as art is concerned. I think that's where it comes from, too. It's like you're just like, it sounds I like it. Well, I don't need anything more out of it, you know? I'm not trying to make a career out of it like like you are, you know, so I'm not I'm never going to approach it at that level. I'm never going to be like, I need to uh, define every little thing into its little subcategory. Well, you're also not much of a consumer anyway. Mm-mm. That's really like a lot of these labels is really for marketing purposes or journalism purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when's the last time you bought music? Probably like a couple months ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? like a like a single track on like itunes probably because like i still buy stuff on there regularly you know but it's only like if i'm wait, you really re- obsessed. wait you buy stuff 
Yeah, buy single tracks because, like, at some point in my, at some point, I'm not gonna have an iTunes sub- subscription, and I'd like to keep that music forever. You know, like, oh, I eventually, bought, eventually, like, eventually, you're gonna like stop streaming. Yeah, I mean, I I bought or not stop streaming, but stop the like streaming service, stop paying for it to like reduce the expense. But like, I bought Aesop's album, you know, The Impossible Kid. I don't just stream that; I own that. Oh, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> you could have got that for me. Yeah, but I wanted I wanted my copy that I could have anywhere I take like anywhere I take my no, phone. No, I could have given you a digital copy. Oh well, dude, that. I have so much music on a hard drive. Well, I the, own almost I own all of the CDs. That's what I'm saying though. Like <laughs> you, you can't like give me a, a license code to input into iTunes and just have that with me wherever I go. No, sure, I, know. I could have I like downloaded it and put it on my phone, but then I have to like go through steps and. I mean, I could just hit you with the MP3 files. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then I would have to. It's an, it's an iPhone. It's not Android. Like you to put music on it, you have to like go through uh, a third party program. You can't just load it on there into the hard drive. That is. Yep. To have it function in the in sucks. the iTunes music player. What? That is yeah. just. Oh man, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. I don't do it often, so it's not <laughs> not a big deal for me. Man, that's crazy. I literally just throw it on an SD card, plug it in, and it's good to go. Yep. I mean, I'll probably never not stream though. Yeah. I, I still buy. I, I buy physical music. Mm. So, so, how can you describe the beat you're making? I, where they well, where they're at right now? Like, describe them as in like how I made them or why I made them or like, or like a, 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 a quantified how done are they? Is that what you're asking? No, not that. I'm just saying it's like you know. I don't. I mean, the floor is yours. It's really up to you how you want to describe it. Like, how'd you make it? Why'd you make it? Where would, they're at? I would say I, I was in a. Well, I've only made two so far. I mean, I have like six other things that like I started just to like make a little bit of shit, just to you know familiarize myself with the with the interface. But I have two tracks, and I will say that I have. I was in a specific headspace when I made each one. You know, like I go in. I I went into them with the intent of like I'm gonna make like. It's probably going to end up being like a minute or two long, but I, I'm making it just so I can take a 30 second chunk or whatever out of it and just rip that out of it and use that for the, you know, the breaks on the podcast. So they don't have any like crazy, you know, flow changes in them. They're pretty like they're, they're pretty standard throughout the whole thing. It's just like the same loop over for like a minute and me just like layering stuff into it and trying to find the right chunk of it that I'm like, this is the part I want to use for, you know, the break music. I mean, the break music in general is literally just like, both of them are like eight bars a piece. Right. They're, they're not very long. Right. So, yeah. that's, that's, you don't that's, need to make something super, you literally just take well, like this small section. And- see, this is, this is, this is like the way, the way I approached it. I was like, <coughs> I can make something and, and have it drag out and like have other things layer into it in different intervals. And then I'm like, all right, well, it sounds good at this part, but it doesn't sound good at this part. So I know I'm not going to use this part and I know these don't work together, but it's, it's, it's a roundabout way of me saying that like I'm trying multiple things with like consistent tracks. Like if I, if I layer two tracks together and I'm like, I like this and I like this and I layer a third one in I'm like, I don't like this. Then I layer in a fourth one, but I do like this and I can like analyze it and take out the parts that I don't want. And then that will leave me with the chunk that I want to use for the, for the break music. But having said that I was in a very particular headspace when I made each one. So they have a very specific, like, at least vibe from my point of view, you know, and I, I think one of them conveyed it quite accurately. Like I played it for a friend and then and as soon as it started, they're like, yo, I feel like this. And I was like, that's exactly like the, the, the vibe that I was trying to get out of it. And 
it's kind of weird that you got that after like five seconds. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I've made things like that before with that same feel. So I was like, mm-hmm. that was one of my first thoughts. I was like, oh, this is what this synth sounds like. Right. So talk about what it's like teaching yourself how to like compose melodies. Um, What's that been like? Like actually having to like, it's like, you know, not exactly like diving deep into music theory or anything, but it's like figuring out like, okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably you're trying to go based on like what's intuitive. Like you'll know when something will sound off. Yeah, pretty much. I've like, I've, I've watched like a, a, a quick YouTube video on music theory just to get myself the most rudimentary understanding of it. But Cause there's a million of them out there. Right. Um, pretty much. I kind of, I, I kind of take what, what you should apply to creating a song like, um, like an understanding of the art form. And I kind of just like push that all off to the side and I just sound it out as I go. Like I I literally will pick out individual notes or chords and be like, I like that sound. I don't like this sound. I like this. And I'll just start piecing it together that way. And then like, I'll go through (laughs) it. It sounds like it takes a shitload of time, but it really doesn't. But then I'll go like, I'll make, I'll, I'll choose a note, right. Or a chord and I'll play it for whatever period of time, you know, that, that I'm, that I'm looking for. And then I'll like go through the, the whole list again, like remembering though, some of this sounded good. I'm like, this sounds good after that. That doesn't sound good after that. And then I'll just build it from there. I mean, that's not unlike some people. I mean, if I remember correctly, I saw a clip of dead mouse saying like, he doesn't know music theory and he literally has to just constantly edit his sound, like constantly move notes around. There are some people who do that. I'm taking the dead mouse approach then. No, I know, I know there's other people like that who just aren't at that stage where they're learning like classical mm-hmm. stuff. But I mean, that's, you know, I mean, learning by ear is can be very useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, I started learning any, most things by ear. And then when I actually learned stuff, I was like, oh, that's why this makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, to, 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 to reduce it is is to say that I've just been sounding everything out. You know, I've just been playing it by ear, literally. You know, I, I run it through my through my ears, and if it doesn't sound good, I throw it out. Or you'll do like, I'll change a note here, or do mm-hmm. this here. And that's just, you know, as a start, that's, it's important. I think it's important to do that starting out. It's like, you don't have to bog yourself down with information. Just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the ears are good tools for it. I don't know. if If I can, if I can make, passable music or music that people enjoy that's that's really the big part if i can make music that people enjoy without delving too deep into like actually learning about it i'm going to consider that like a like a, a niche accomplishment for myself you know, just to be able to be like hey people enjoyed this and like i don't want to like devalue what people do obviously i'm not trying to make it sound like oh anybody can make music or anything like that i'm just i'm trying to put it at an approachable level for other people you know, I, I want to be like, well, if I don't know anything about like, like really crafting music, like I don't know about like song structure or anything like that, and I can make something people enjoy, then more people should like feel open to getting into something that maybe they've been hesitant about to about it because they were like, oh, I don't think it's something that I have the time to commit to. And it's like, well, it's it's like the rabbit hole you were talking about earlier. You know, you, you dip your toe in a little bit and then you're just going to fall in and then get that involved for it, you know, or get that involved in it for, for me, it's like, I want to be just that little bit forward that shows everybody else. It's like, Hey, well, you can get into this. 
I mean, you should learn all the other stuff, but like you don't have to to like start is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, the not having enough time is the biggest excuse in the world that most yeah. people use. Like, look, don't have time. We got no problem sitting on Netflix for six hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's free programs you can download mm-hmm. if you really want to get started and not spend any money. Just get the fucking Ableton trial. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not three months. 90, 90 days right now. That is amazing. If you can't decide in three months <laughs> whether or not you want to make music. Fully featured the best version they have for three mm-hmm. months. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is that is like the deal of all deals. I mean, yo, just the fact that they're at it, everything's discounted right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's still the twentieth. I do want to go back one, real quick and say that, like, while I am <sighs> trying to make it seem more approachable for like the people that are listening, I'm not trying to have people create trash and flood the market with it because like <laughs> i made some stuff and i showed it to some friends but like i'm not putting it on fucking soundcloud or anything like that i'm not out here like yo buy this fire beat because like I, I made it in a day <laughs> i mean we're in the era where you can buy 50 beats for for two dollars mm-hmm. a lot of producers you know, i mean there's a lot of producers out there now who just literally just like sell cheap beats and that's their, their whole job it's actually mm-hmm. due to DJ Payne one. He does that. And he actually has, he actually has a lot of information, good information on the business and stuff in general for, to help people out who are trying to do the same thing that he does. But he, he actually had this video where it's like, yeah, um, people selling massive packs for beats for cheap. Is that ruining anybody's business? And he goes into it and there's this funny, uh, his, his thumbnail said 2000 beats for 99 cents or something like that. And a bunch of people were like, this is not too far off. This is almost accurate right now. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's it's taken a really weird turn, mm. especially when everybody's able to do it. When now. it's like two thousand beats for a dollar, I think that's people just offloading their fucking saved folder library. Like, yeah, if a hundred people buy this, that's a hundred bucks. <laughs> so you want you want two hundred beats for five dollars? I got you. Somebody's gonna see a thousand fucking beats and be like, yes, and only one of them's good. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's like, are they all gonna be good? And it's mm. like, or did you just literally just? throw together some trash I'm, just to make a quick buck. I'm telling you, they just offloaded their fucking saved folder. That's it. <laughs> That's all they do. Probably. They're going to be like, why does this sound like hot garbage? And it's like that, that, that shitty beat from Rick and Morty. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like nothing. It's like, bah, 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 and nothing else. It's like, well, I forgot that was in there. It was when I first started learning. Get the fuck out of here. A dollar. Well, I mean, it is also, it also good that it opens up the scope because it's like, you know, there's a lot of professional tools out available to people who just maybe want to keep it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, the artist's career isn't for everybody. Sucks for people right now, considering the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, I take it back. Live performance is stifled heavily right now, but everybody still has merchandise or everybody's doing streaming mm-hmm. and some people making money off streaming. Yeah, it's definitely a, I know, as far as uh, how fun would you say it is now doing it than you assumed it would be? How, 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 okay. Um, like when it comes to the enjoyment, as in like, it's like, this is actually kind of fun. Were you expecting it to be fun? I mean, you, <laughs> you're just screwing around and end up doing it and spending an entire day on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done that many times, but it's like, I, I do this. I, I I think I think I can actually quantify this on a scale of one to ten. I expected it to be about a four, 
but it's it's more or less more about a, a seven for me personally. You know, it's not it's not the thing that I'm like obsessed with or the thing that like is like what I want to form my life around. So like, I mean, after that full day of recording, I was like, or, or that full do- full day of making music, I was like, all right, tomorrow I'm not I'm not touching this. Like, I made a decision to do something that I enjoy more. You know, I, I was like, all right, this is fun and all, but like, I'm gonna leave it alone for a day. So like, it's it's up there. You know, I spent a whole day doing it. But it's not something that I'm going to choose to spend a whole day doing every day. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, this all this all came about to be an episode of the podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep doing it at least for for 90 days. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 90 but, days later, you just your room is full of stuff. What oh happened? I don't know. Uh, I fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, but. <coughs> yeah it, it's fun it's even if you're just doing it just for yourself i recommend it like the, the 90 tri- 90 day trials out there people who have any interest in making music just fucking jump into it real quick just have a little fun you don't have to let the shit out there you don't have to show it to anybody just you might learn a few things you know you might learn a little bit about how specific sounds and music that you like are made you know well there's also you know i mean and this is more of a classic thing that isn't always brought up but i remember when we did the validity of gaming it episode and there's talking about uh which we, did, we didn't get into it in in that episode but you were given information to say like what's helping from like a mental health standpoint or from you know helping people like older people who are having like m- maybe alzheimer's and stuff like oh, that yeah yeah how they're like um, using video games to help them maintain their memory yeah. yeah music is one of those things that have been doing it for centuries mm-hmm. which is funny because you know those are the programs that often get cut in schools unfortunately i never understood that like seeing seeing like an arts club or whatever get shut down but then the football team's getting new equipment like fuck that yeah it's because it's because (laughs) dude that is (laughs) capitalism 101 high school sports makes so much money and it's also like it's such a community thing the communities throw money at this Mm -hmm. thing like you know people sign their kids up for football they're spending money on everything they can yeah like when when I was in high school and like mind you I didn't end up like staying on the football team but one of the uh, one of those the the coaches ended up like substitute teaching one of my classes saw that I was like taller and bigger than my classmates was like yo blah 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 I want to get you on the football team and I was like sure whatever and then like told my my mom and then like they they followed through for it and like I wound up you know like needing the 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 equipment to get on it it was like 125 dollars just for my equipment and I was like this is that's expensive we can just not do this and give me the 125 I'm cool with that (laughs) right (laughs) and then like didn't do anything with that snapped my fucking arm in half and was like well fuck this Oh, and on that on that note, bodily injury, we're gonna mm. take another break, which we're gonna listen to Greg's second fire beat, which mm. we don't even know what it's gonna sound like by the time this mm. episode hits. So grab that water. Hey everyone. Hello. So we're recording this as a placeholder because there is no second beat, contrary to what we are saying before this next water break haha <laughs> <laughs> get pranked <laughs> no um I, there was gonna be a second one but like uh the deadline drew closer and everything that i was making started to feel like rushed and rushed and I, it didn't come out anywhere near as well as i would like it to be so i was just like nah i'll just it, it can just come out later as like a little special uh here's a little one minute <laughs> we thing can, we can do it in a future after yeah. like oh hey by the way here's that other beat yeah <laughs> 
You are owed. <laughs> we'll put it like that. I owe you. We, <laughs> Daddy Master Senpai owes you one beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all. Back to the show. And we're back mm-hmm. after listening to that, that. Uh, other fire beat. Yeah. We'll call it that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, as I was saying before, it's like I definitely encourage like anybody to do something artistic mm-hmm. in general like this. I mean, especially with the the way a lot of this technology works, it's very involved and it's very modular for the most part. I mean, you, you take like, you know, I mean, if you go to the basic music, like somebody who's a classical pianist. They can do that forever. Mm hmm. This is a skill that, you know, you don't have to stop doing unless something happens where you're like, you're like disabled I'm, somehow. I'm rendered deaf. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're. Yeah. If you but have that, something super <laughs> tragic, uh, Beethoven. Yeah. I was Beethoven was say, deaf. I still can't stop you. <laughs> I, I think I'd have to be struck blind, deaf and dumb. Then I wouldn't be able to. Make yeah. This. Then you went to it. And even though it's technology, dude, you could still do it anyway. You could literally just like tap random things and program it to make it sound cool. Tap random things, hit quantize, <laughs> add some layers. Boom. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, it's something it keeps your mind sharp. You know, it's a skill set that you have to constantly. It, it's it's not you don't just coast. It's not riding a bike mm-hmm. like you can you can really kind of fall off the scale, the skill wagon. If you're not keeping up on the skill, it, you know, keeps your brain working. And it's also something that you can, it's something you can share with people constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's something you can do forever. It's not like, you know, look at athletes, look at an athlete's career. You've got a, you've got a finite amount of time and then you literally yep. have to stop. I mean, not everybody can be Tom Brady. No, definitely not. <laughs> he won't retire. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you, you'd have to have that drive to constantly keep your body in good condition, which, you know, some people don't have that kind of motivation. Mm. Eh, it's whatever. It's it's person to person. I, I will say I did enjoy the 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 whole sharing part of it. You know, as, as soon as I like had something, I was like, all right, I'm OK with somebody else listening to this. And I shared it to my, my buddies on Discord. That was like the best part of my entire day. <sighs> When I when I spent the whole day making music, I was like, I, I could I could share, share this to them and let them listen to it and hear what they thought about it. That was the. That was the. Uh, the the peak of the experience, I mean, dude, you can max out on dopamine and serotonin by doing that. Mm-hmm. Someone's like it, it's something someone could be proud of. Mm-hmm. Like you did that. Yes, I made this. There's mm-hmm. that sense of accomplishment. It's also something uh, there's always something new to learn in music. Mm hmm. It's like in, in any aspect, in digital, not digital, there's always something new you can learn because there's there's always innovation, but there's also a lot of, it's like, it's like, just take basic instruments. You could literally learn a new instrument every single year for the rest of your life if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a multitude of different instruments in the different categories. And whether or not you 100%. have the, whether or not you have the wallet to actually keep up on that. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you have to be like all kinds of rich. I mean, I mean. Yeah, if you wanted to buy a bunch of like classical instruments, that gets that gets pretty pricey because like so, you want a nice instrument, like you want a nice saxophone, you're gonna be spending some in the thousands. I mean, yeah. there is there was somebody. I mean, we gotta clarify. In my in my mind, rich is anything that's like <laughs> middle class and up. I hate to say it like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, um, I was seeing an article about someone. I think it was in the Grand Rapids Symphony, mm-hmm. and it specifically mentioned how they bought a new bow for their violin that was a third of their yearly salary nope i mean cla- classical instruments are really expensive because those they're handcrafted by the instrument gods 
by the instrument gods. Yes, the muses themselves. In- instru- float down instrument from makers, like it's like that's why it's like you you see especially like older violins that cost like thirty thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. it was handcrafted. Like this isn't just like some you know. It's like Amish furniture. They're not die cut and pressed. It's mm-hmm. literally people are crafting these instruments. You know, there's a reason they sound good. It's because they were made, they were made by instrument deities in their workshops. And that's why oftentimes it's like, you know, they're done in like series runs or like, you know, they're not mass produced. Mm-hmm. I oh. mean, or, or it's like you take like brass instruments. It's like they're, they're using the finest metals to make these things. Yeah, that's I mean, digital music. It's like, you know, you you have access to thousands of sounds just right off the bat. And it sounds yeah. good. <laughs> Somebody's like this. This violin right here costs thirty thousand dollars to make. And uh, you got somebody sitting there with a whole fucking recording set up like, yeah, could you play each and every one of those notes individually, please? <laughs> I actually have a um, actually I bought a membership to East West Sounds Library and they did that. Mm-hmm. They have an entire like when you buy their instrument libraries, when you buy like specific instruments, it's like they have a whole they have folders of different articulations of the instruments with the intent of you programming it to sound like a person played it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you get it plays this note and it's like you play a long note, short note. That's great. You do this. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's a little bit work heavy, but I mean, when you're a composer, you're just kind of sitting at your workstation anyway mm-hmm. but it's like you have to make it sound like like you can make it sound like an actual orchestra's playing it may have taken you a while but it's like you could make a masterpiece that's fantastic i like that anything that brings something into the digital age i'm i'm, I'm all about <clears throat> i mean i i also encourage people learning real instruments too but oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to i mean mm-hmm. you know it definitely helps uh, so if you want to be able to play any of the shit that you're producing, <laughs> kind of need that's to. Just, well, yeah, that, and there's also like practice. You just got practice. Yeah. Everything's practice, even with this. Just practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might make garbage for the first like couple weeks. You might make garbage for the first six months. Uh, comparatively, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, there's someone who will probably enjoy it because I mean, you know, there's there isn't too much of an expectation for you to be an expert right off the gate. Mm-hmm. Now, with what you're making, have you? Have you dug into mixing yet? Well, I mean, you'd have to define mixing. <clears throat> I mean, define it at like the the base level, then I'll just say yes or no. <laughs> I mean, anything that's not arrangement. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been uh, u- using the equalizer a little bit and mixing the the tracks <sighs> to you know bring stuff, some stuff forward and some stuff back at specific intervals. That's in what song. I mean, like volume automation, yeah, equalizing, yeah. compression. I, I didn't know if you were like at that point yet where you're trying to yeah like tighten up the sonic spectrum then yes yes I okay yeah dabbled in mixing. yeah when I, when I say mixing i mean that kind of stuff okay. that's generally what that means but and so how how, how are you liking that so far i mean i mean it's a little bit more surgical than and you actually kind of have to you do kind of have to like actually learn how it works it's not as easy to just sort of play around with settings I would I would argue that the interface in Ableton specifically makes it a little easy, not not easy in that like anybody could do it, but like, I mean I've 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 tooled around with it and I haven't destroyed the music I made, you know. Oh well, yeah. I mean I mean as far as there there are objective absolutes when it comes to mixing. Mm-hmm. I mean not not entirely, but there are certain things like you know when you get in the nitty gritty of like certain taking out certain frequencies or mm-hmm. why certain why you you know you'll 
like if you're an equalizer right you boost something a certain frequency there mm. there there are things where it's like these are spectrums that actually exist and they're not really subjective like you are going to get certain sounds if you do this regardless of what you do okay and there's and there's certain reasons why people have do certain settings or if you use a compressor there's yeah everybody has a reason why you use certain settings for certain instruments it's interesting i mean i've just been doing it live and listening to it and just whatever makes it sound better i just do that like it's oh yeah i mean it's it's more so it's like you know there is a reason why it sounds good Mm -hmm. that isn't a matter of opinion like there's a reason why pop music sounds consistent it's because they all use a lot of the same techniques that are tried and true that makes sense right or it's what or it's like why you know certain it's like why certain record labels had certain sounds I mean, a lot of that, especially back in the day, like especially during the soul music era, it's like, you know, like having your own in-house production team and in session musicians that contributed to your sound. I guess I guess the uh, the best way to say it is. um, I've, I've been acting in a manner that's if a then B, but I haven't been paying any attention to the if a then B, <sighs> why a then B, you know? Well, yeah, that's 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 how I'll say it, you know? been doing it but not not caring to understand why it's been sounding the way it's sounding yeah and, i mean and there's also things like you have to watch over it's like it may sound good in your headphones but it could sound garbage in your car right i only have <laughs> or, the headphones or, or, or it could with. sound garbage on my studio monitors right because <laughs> it's like it, it's like you're just using you're just using general gaming headphones mm-hmm. and those and those those already sound a certain way for the application mm-hmm. like like those headphones right there those are made specifically for like tracking mm-hmm. and those are like you know they're kind of more they have more of a neutral sound yeah i did notice because I, I wanted to test the way it sounds on different uh different peripherals so like i played it in my in my headphones on my pc and then like i uh i offloaded the track onto my phone and i played it, it on my air, phone on your air airpods no i didn't use my airpods i just played it out of my phone speaker right okay. and I, I noticed that a, a, an entire sound disappeared Right. An entire sound that was in the track. And then I went and I played it in my car and it reappeared. And then like then then I used one AirPod. You know, I wasn't really like paying attention at this point. I was just kind of listening to it because I liked it. But I noticed that with like very small speakers, I don't know why, but some one sound disappeared in the track entirely. It just kind of got lost in the noise. And th- and that and that's the thing you would have to be you'd be going in and figuring out what mm-hmm. you should be EQing to or volume wise because not all sounds translate to speakers differently or right. the same way. That's why you'll find a lot of speakers like there there like there was a standard speaker for a long time that uh, was used in studios often. I think it was the Yamaha NS10s, and there was a specific speaker. They said if you can make it sound good on this, it'll sound good on most things mm-hmm. because of the way they sounded. I, 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 so after I did that, I kind of like, it piqued my curiosity for a little bit. And I was like, if I do delve into making music more regularly, I kind of want to have that hidden sound in there that only appears in like specific peripherals just as like a little, like, it's not going to be integral to the, to the music itself, but I just want it to be in there as like a little auditory treat, you know, like, Hey, you're listening to it on, on this specific setup. Enjoy this extra little bit going on in the background. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's terrible for all, for mm-hmm. all around just passing the track around anywhere. But yeah, but yeah, it's, um, but yeah, there's all sorts of weird nuances. Like there is a, there's a lot of studio, there's a lot of producer or engineers that I would see that would, they all had like these specific Apple, they were Apple computer speakers from like 1992. Mm-hmm. A bunch of studios had those 
or they have these monitors. And, you know, honestly, most monitoring setups, people will have like three or four sets of monitors in their studio. They'd also go test it in the car, test it on different headphones mm. just to see. It's like the goal is to have it translate everywhere. Like I was listening to Super Duty Tough Work and Blueprint was talking about how he was he was mixing songs for an album. And it's like it, it, he had the, the biggest thing was like the fact like if you hear certain sounds on your phone, you're doing a good job. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you can hear this on your phone. That's a good thing. I mean, like I play things through my phone speakers. I listen to them through earbuds. Like I'll plug, I'll plug in my like couple different sets of regular general earbuds or headphones into my interface to see how it sounds. Just because you know, not every not everything is built the same. So you're going to get things that definitely sound different cross platform. But yeah, you, you'll commonly have that on a phone because like phone phone speakers are garbage for the most part anyway mm. like they're, they're not designed to be a, a legit stereo no definitely not also uh how, how much would you say you have left to go on your tracks or are you just sort of working <clears> on them until like try, trying to get it by the time we're supposed to put the episode out i'm gonna give myself a cutoff of like <clears throat> friday i think Oh, that's good. I mean, and then like any any time I put in there, like I'm I'm gonna nothing I've made yet is done. You know, is not and nothing I've I'm making is gonna be done until that cutoff date. Oh, that's I'm good. Deadline deadlines always help. It. Until then, uh, what would you say? Uh, moving forward, what what are your thoughts on like continuing it? Um. Uh, I don't think I'll ever want to do it at a professional level and like profit off of it. If if I made stuff, if I made music, I would make it entirely for free, you know, because it's just it's just something that I want to do. You know, it's not something I have to pursue to make a living off of. You know, it's not it's not the option I'm choosing for my like career path. So that that aside, if I were to make music, I would just release it for free regularly. I wouldn't I wouldn't charge for it. I would. I mean, I also wouldn't like go. I wouldn't put money into making it available either. You know, like I'm not going to pay to put it on a streaming service, you know, but I will put it somewhere where it's available to the public for free. Cause that's, that's just how I feel about what I'm making. You know, I'm not trying to like hide it behind anything. I also don't need to profit off of it. It's not what I want to do. Like, I don't want to be an artist professionally. I mean, that makes sense. If I do it, it's just for like, pure entertainment value i wouldn't i wouldn't it's like why i don't do like stand-up comedy or anything like that sometimes people are like man you're really funny you should do stand-up comedy no i don't ever want to turn it into a profit stream if i do it if i'm if what i'm doing is making people happy i just want it out there hmm. i find that view very fascinating why <clears throat> i don't know it's just <laughs> it's it's just interesting because it's like on the outside it just seems like it's like there's a negative connotation to profit no it's not like that like no I'm no, not, I, I'm I, not, I, no i know that's not your intention it's just like it's like you're you're avenue it's like i don't want to profit off of this thing that i enjoy it's, it's, it's just it's just an interesting point of view it's like i find people's habits so fascinating it's the it's more or less that i won't charge for it if people were like hey i want to pay you for this i'm not gonna tell them no but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like paywall it you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say you can only listen to it if you pay for it you know it's i i don't know it's 
people who choose to make art their profession and make money off of it, 100% you should support them and pay for the stuff that they're they're creating. I'm choosing to not make it my profession. You know, I'm I'm choosing to make it something that I just do to do. You know, I wouldn't charge anybody for having a conversation with me. You know, if I wound up being like if I wound up being like a motivational speaker that gets paid to do that, you know, and somebody wanted to have a conversation with me, I wouldn't charge them for it. It's like, yeah, let's just talk. Well, obviously, I mean, you're not going to charge individuals like talk to me for five dollars. That's the way that like I see any music that I would create, you know, people want to pay for it. That's fine. I'm not going to charge nobody for it. But like you said, it's like if you're not if you're not pursuing it as a profession. Yeah, I'm not making it my income stream. I'd rather have something else as my income stream. I'll take anything as my income stream. <laughs> yeah. You're paying me for That's my fair. art. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's also it's like, you know, the amount of time you're also spending too with it. It's not something you're going to be spending day and night. Right. That's like, what I, I'm saying. Like, That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, this, this is like a skill I've been developing mm-hmm. for years. So it's like that my intention. And and that's the difference. You know, this is something that I'm just doing for fun. You know, I'm not going to charge somebody for something that I'm doing just for fun. I mean, I could do this 24 hours a day. Yeah, but you're, you're doing it for fun and something else. I'm doing it solely for the entertainment <clears throat> value. I'm not going to charge somebody for that. I'm not going to make someone pay me to do something that I'm only doing because I find it entertaining. That's, that'd be like me. That It's like me telling someone that they should pay me for me watching a show I like. You see, you see, you see, like the the disconnect I'm I'm trying to trying to make right there. Like if I was if I was a, if I was a movie reviewer, right, and I had like a, a website or anything for for like, like stuff like that, I'd be like, yeah, like I would want some sort of revenue stream off of it. But if I was just watching a movie, I'm not gonna make anybody contribute to it. You feel me? Well, I'm, I mean, if you're I'm, just watching a movie, I'm just I'm just making some music. If people want to listen to it, that's fine. But I'm also not trying to get people to listen to it. I'm not trying to get it out there. I'm not trying to do anything with it. I'm just trying to make it. So I like it. I mean, full disclosure, I don't, I don't encourage people to pursue it. <laughs> like, as, as bad as that sounds, it's like I. Most people don't have the capacity to be an artist. It's not always fun. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that goes into it that most people wouldn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's just, it's just, it's just hours and hours thinking everything you make sounds like garbage. Even if it's a masterpiece, you're just like, nah, it's trash. I haven't experienced that yet. Not sure if I will. But well, you're know. not an artist, so <laughs> that's that's definitely that's a, that's an artist thing. We all just think our stuff is garbage. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's it's, it's, it, it, it's mostly a running joke. Maybe it's due in fact to the maybe it's due in part to the fact that like uh, this whole isolation thing has taught me that I really like myself. And like I, I value myself and it's really like the rest of the world that I've been having a problem with that. Like if I if I made something, and I wasn't satisfied with it. I don't I wouldn't hate myself over it. Like I know it's just, you know, it's like paraphrasing. It's to an extreme that's like unrealistic, but I wouldn't be like, damn, that shit. I just be like, that's eh, not that that's not that great. And then move on, you know. But. I don't know, I kind of have this very relaxed in- interaction with like almost everything in my life. So I, I like refuse to to get too emotional about about the things that I do. You know, if I make if not I make a beat and it's trash, I'm not gonna get not, like furious about it. Well, I mean, if you're not pursuing it, then it doesn't matter. I mean, people who are pursuing it, it's like you kind of if you're pursuing it, you kind of have to actually be good. 
I, I, I take that back. You don't have to be good. <laughs> There's a lot of terrible stuff out there. You don't have to be good at anything, really, to make money. <laughs> no, you don't. So, you said you have two that you're making for this. You you said you had other ones that you made. I had okay. So there's there's <clears throat> two there's two what I would call tracks that I that I'm working on right now. The other stuff that exists isn't the it has no purpose. It existed only as a as a uh, learning experience. Oh, just know? like an exercise. It's literally just uh, files waiting to be deleted. That's all. It's, oh, it's just, okay. it's so kind of just, just like an exercise that's... thing. Yeah. It was like, if you don't know how to work with clay, you're just kind of, kind of pick it up and just form it into something and be like, this is nothing. Throw it away. Start over. <laughs> that's what that was. That, that, that was the nothing. Like depending on what the kind of clay it is, because ah, some, I okay. mean, some clay you can still use. Okay. I, I used, I used a medium that I'm not familiar with <laughs> dirt. If you're digging around with dirt and you shape it into something and you're like, I don't like this. Well, no, the, well, there's, there's a clay that you have to actually uh, bake. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can still reform that or or, is it, or if it's just like just the kind of clay where you just like it hardens. OK. All right. Clay was a bad choice. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dirt, dirt is actually a really good example or sandcastles. Mm-hmm. Make a sandcastle. You just kick it over or someone just falls into it because they're being dumb and playing Frisbee in your area. Right. Is there anything hmm trying to think of how I'm going to phrase this question take your time is there man. anything you're looking yeah, well I mean we don't have all day in the episode <laughs> we got about nine minutes left <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you're looking forward to learning more about um I don't know that's 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 hard to pinpoint because like it's it's a weekend. I'm, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty heavy question right now. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really go into it with any like specific goal in mind other than to like familiarize myself with the uh, the process. You know, I initially when it was when the when the first idea came up, you know, we were like, oh, well, I'll teach you how to make this. the The idea wasn't there for me to like make the music for the the episode that came in like the day after. That was always my intention. Oh. Well, of course never, it was. It was should, never my intention. You should, you should, you should have known there's an underlying thing for this well, one. <laughs> I mean, I taught you something. I wasn't like, we're gonna play magic on the podcast. You know, I, was just, I taught you something. That I was don't it. think we should ever play magic. <laughs> on the podcast. We shouldn't no, play any game. On it the doesn't. Podcast. It doesn't translate to a podcast. Well, it's just audio. Like you need the visual aid. You need to see what I'm doing with this stuff. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Um. Wait, what was the question again? As as, is there anything really. you're looking forward to learning more about? Ma- mainly having experienced what you're experiencing. Okay. Um, learning more about. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I can pinpoint anything in particular and say that like I'm. Ex- I'm interested in learning more about that. Um, I the, the closest I could get to to pinpointing something is saying I'm. I'm interested in and experiencing more of certain base genres that I'm into. Hmm. But I mean, that's very like blanket terminology. That's why that's like me saying I'm interested in listening to rock. 
you know, it's really funny is <laughs> this detachment you you display for certain things. It just my first thought is you have deep rooted commitment issues and you just don't want to attach a certain a certain level of dedication to things. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's like that's just my first thought. I was like, man, you really just don't if like you, to connect. If with you things. if you don't know me yeah, I can I could I could say, yes, it sounds like I don't like to connect to things. But like it's it's really just it's 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 more or less me being very particular about what I I create that connection to. Or or it's like you said, you could be just super ADHD or something. Yeah, I like could that. be. <laughs> I could. But like I mean there's there's plenty of things that I've been doing for years and will never stop. I've made a lifelong commitment to that like style of living or that aspect of my life. You know? It's I don't fear commitment. You know, that's never been like an issue with any any anything I've experienced in my past. I've never been like, no, this commitment is scary. I don't want to tie myself to that it's really just about the way i i see value in specific things you know i'm it's it's i view it as not worth my time it's not it's not non-committal it's not worth my time hmm and this is why i find people fascinating that or i just i just i have some sort of disconnect with certain certain aspects of things i don't know how it works dude talk to tech support Talk to tech support. If there was tech support for your brain, I would be calling it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it just it just kind of does things. <laughs> I don't ask questions. I just let it do whatever it's doing. All right. Can't say I have commitment issues. I committed to the podcast. <laughs> you did commit to the podcast. I was actually like, I'm impressed that you committed to the podcast. See, because like going into it, you didn't you, like you didn't you didn't know you didn't know all the stuff that I would commit to. It I mean, I, just, I mean, this could have just easily just fallen apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a podcast. It's like you either, you either you either follow through or you don't. Right. I mean, it's amazing the people. It's kind of interesting to listen to podcasts and listening now, and they're like, you know, been doing it for like a few years, and I was mm-hmm. just like, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, because you never know if it's gonna if it's gonna work out. Yeah, see, like it's 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 the value of my time thing. You know, when I when I see the podcast, I'm like, even if like I picked up more of the workload as far as like the technical aspects of it, I would still be able to like confine it to a day. Like, mind you, a day, a day for me is not like 10 hours a day for me. If I want it to be is like a 24 hour thing, you know, but if I if I wanted to like put more into it it would still be confined to just my Sundays. So it's very easy for me to be like, that is entirely worth my time. You know, now if it's something that's like, okay, well you need to do this 14 hours a day, seven days a week, or it'll fall apart. Then I'm like, what's the fucking point? I don't exist outside of it. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a time value thing for me that creates the whole illusion of non-committal. Oh, that makes sense. Then again, it's like you know i thrive in this kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's like i'm fine not seeing people having interaction with anything else or do anything other than this and, and I, can I, do, I can do the podcast i could record an episode every single day and i'm very variety is the spice of life oh no um, i can still do variety i can do i can do more in one day than most of you guys do in two weeks but <laughs> but you just said it's, you could be like this is the thing that you no, ignore I, I, I know that else but for. it's like I'm saying I could do this every day, but mm-hmm. with the way I manage my time, I can do a variety of things like clockwork. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need a day to just do nothing. If anything, I need a day. Every day needs to be regimented doing multiple things. I mean, define nothing though. 
because like doing nothing is like just you just kind of exist no i don't, I don't mean exist i mean like i mean the casual do nothing you just sit around and watch tv all day oh that's what i mean by nothing i don't even like i don't, I don't, I don't like mean that. i don't mean like legit that's, nothing that's where I, I i don't i've never come across somebody who just literally <laughs> just stares at a wall all day <laughs> i want to meet that person and <laughs> just have a conversation at, with myself walls. <laughs> just like you stare at the wall all day or, or it's like if you just like look at memes all day mm-hmm. yeah i don't know I've, I've always found it interesting when people it's like there's this really odd binge and purge aesthetic that people have. Mm-hmm. There will be like, oh, I do some days I'm super productive and then some days I don't do anything and that's okay. And I'm just like, yo, why don't you just make a schedule? Why are people so adverse to schedules? That is that is a really interesting, you know, maybe it's the work cycle that really ruined it for everybody. I think so. I think that's what that, that that's what separated everybody's uh, concept of it and destroyed their ability to create a <clears throat> schedule that they're willing to adhere to because the only schedule that they've experienced for a long period of time is just is, is basically enslavement is <laughs> <laughs> indentured servitude. You know, like that's why, I mean, I, I would say that's attributed to like the way I define my schedule because I don't look at it as my schedule for this day. And then this day I take a more like pulled back approach and I say, well, this week I'm, I'm doing this or that week I'm doing this or, or, or I'll separate it like that. But, that's that's how I define my schedule. Like I'll select a day for whatever thing and I'll do that. You know, I don't know. I like a kind of have like a. I don't want to say it's a to do list. I'm definitely very good at scheduling a day filled with getting things done. Hmm. But I think that's just in part. Because for some reason, I'm a very object oriented person or a task oriented person mm-hmm. it's strange i don't know it's like tasks if it's a task i'm more interested in it like i don't i make a point i don't do anything just because like i don't do things just to do it like i don't try new things just to try new things no that's nothing in it for me damn <laughs> oh there's no point that because that, for me it's it's like the time value thing that's just a waste of time for me oh i'm I gonna do, you. i'm gonna try this food just to try it I no I, i'm perfectly fine with having rice and chicken mm-hmm. but at the fair. same time it's like i'm not as boring considering all the stuff that i get done well you're you're not as bored because you're you're keeping yourself busy no i'm saying i'm not as boring like uh, on the outside looking in i'm bored i'm technically boring but mm-hmm. if you actually like broke down my day i'm not boring I'm saying I'm a very bland person. Oh, <laughs> this is this is this is about me. I'm not talking uh, about. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't define you as bland. Maybe that's just me. I find yeah. myself bland. I think I think you just call yourself bland because <clears throat> like compared to the more. Well, you're surrounded by people who are not the same as you. So like from comparing yourself to like the 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 wild sporadic stuff that other people, myself included, do it. Uh, it would appear bland on the outside. But like I've paid attention to what you do throughout a day it's not bland or boring methodical sure but it's not it's not bland oh maybe it's just like the normalcy of what i do i'm just like oh this is just sort of something i do (laughs) like making you know you can't be bland and create music bland people don't make music bland people are just bland they make noise they make noise (laughs) which is a literal genre (laughs) if you're into noise it's not a stab at you Mm. noise is kind of weird though I did not intentionally make that reference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you even know what noise rock how, is. <laughs> how, how about this? Bland people just make static. 
Or is that a genre that I'm unaware um, of? Oh, yeah. fucking K. <laughs> of course it is. I'll play you something after this that is going to be really funny. All right, that's it. Bland people are perfectly silent. Make music out of that. <laughs> the absence of noise. Now that you say it. Okay. I'm done. All right. Episode over. <laughs> Actually, we are reaching the end of the episode. So in short, uh, Greg, Greg picked up a new skill that, is, that he finds kind of all right. I mean, it's not something that I'm just going to throw away. It's not like I'm only doing it for the episode. It's uh, it's, I do do like how you're like, he's like, I might I might buy this by the end of this. (laughs) Fuck around and find out. (laughs) It's it just at the very least, it's like it's like people who like, you know, make puzzles. Mm -hmm. People enjoy doing puzzles. Some people like playing around on Ableton. Honestly, even if you just like wanted to make weird noises, that's even fine. Just like what, what kind of strange noises can I make? I mean, you with with the audio effects I saw in it, you can pretty much make any any sound imaginable you can with do that platform. Anything. So I'm like, maybe I may not end up making music out of this, but who knows? Maybe I end up making like the monster sound effects in films or something. You never see that's know. how do you be surprised the kinds of things people mm. do? Like, do you see Prometheus? Yeah. Oh, of course. I that's a dumb question. I should have expected you see Prometheus. <laughs> you know when um. This is an alien-centric sci-fi movie. Who's Fuck the AI yeah. dude? Who's the AI dude? What's his name? Is it David? Probably uh, not David. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, whatever Michael Fassbender. I don't know. No, I, I oh, the name of the character. Yeah, oh. is it David? Uh, one of them is David. There's more than one of him in the, in the Prometheus trilogy. That they're, no, I, yeah, I know that. But in but the first I just, one, I think it's David. Something like that. Um, You know the part where he's talking where it, like, you know, his head got lopped off and mm-hmm. it's like his voice sounded like it was really modulated. Mm-hmm. That was run through guitar pedals. Wow. Dude, sound design for film is insane, dude. Like, dude, like Foley studios are nuts because mm-hmm. you have to because it's like Foley's all the natural sounds that you just really don't notice because they just sort of blend in. I've seen like, clips I've of se- that. I've seen a, I saw a clip of the uh, final battle in um, Revenge of the Sith and mm-hmm. they were like rubbing together these cloths and leathers to like make the sound of their clothes mm-hmm. moving around. Or it's like you have like a bunch of like weird library of different things to make sound effects. Uh, I saw a clip of a, of a dude in a Foley studio. I don't exactly remember what, what sound they were using it for, but they took <laughs> celery and they were just like, they just had celery sitting in front of the microphone. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And then they just, and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's, that's where that goes. Oh, from. So that's how you make breaking <laughs> bone sounds. <Yeah. laughs> it's so, you'd be surprised the amount of stuff they use for weird things. It's like, um, like punches and stuff, they're like punching like meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> just to make random, just make all these weird. We just sounds. want you in a meat locker to just fucking jab some meat real quick. That's it. Well, <laughs> when I start making movies, I'll, I'll pass that off to you. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is, dude, yeah, it's it's fun watching those videos because you're like, or or when you're like going in like mixing in like the mixers, and they're like, oh, this is how I made this sound, and you're just mm. like, wait, you did what? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's the one thing it's like, you know, it's hard to say a movie has bad sound because it happens so much. So you have to even if the movie itself is bad, you have to make the sound sound at least somewhat mm, decent because it's literally half the movie. Well, with that, I guess we can kind of sign off. Uh, we don't have any announcements, right? I don't, know, I don't I think, think so. Of. I don't know. Well, this is the part where it's like we've we've kind of finished the planned episodes. So we got to come up with like the rest of the season. because Oh, oh yeah. Because remember, because we got. We had to cancel interviews because of COVID. Mm-hmm. The coronavirus ruining things for us. I mean, I've, I've started reaching out for interviews for season three. Mm-hmm. We've got two so far, which I'm not going to reveal on here yet. Um, merch is available if you haven't bought it yet. Shout out to everybody who bought merch. Mm-hmm. 
it's definitely nice that people want to support. It was surprising <clears throat> how how uh, how many orders came through so fast. I mean, it wasn't even a ton. It's just like yeah. the fact that anybody I was expecting cared like two. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> and then like the first day was like four or five or something like that. Mm. And it's like, whoa, what? But yeah, um, yeah, nothing special in this episode. So I guess we're just gonna sign off. You know, stay tuned every week. We should have another bonus episode after this at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>